0: This is Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program coming from the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and I welcome you to our broadcast today as we conclude a sermon delivered by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. This sermon was part of Pastors' In-Depth Through the Bible series on heavenly authority, and the current focus is on the New Testament office of the apostle. In this sermon, Pastor Greg has been looking at the twelve original apostles, and he has been discussing the significance of that number twelve. When we left off last time, he was reading how, after the ascension, Peter was quick to bring the number of the apostles back to 12. We'll go back a minute or so to get the context. Here is the author of the award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 15,
1: And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples, Altogether, the number of names was about 120. Now, the 120 were those that were in Jerusalem, right? There were way more than that, that number throughout all of uh, Israel. You know, there are 500 brethren up in Galilee. So, of those in Jerusalem, there's 120, about 120. And said, in verse 16, Men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David, concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered with us and obtained a part in this ministry. And he talks about how Judas, the field that's purchased, how uh, he falls and his entrails gush out, and that field is called al field of blood, which fulfills Jeremiah prophecy, that that area would be called the Valley of Slaughter. And then he says, It is written in the book of Psalms, Let his dwelling place be desolate, let no one live in it, and let another take his office. And then he concludes in verse 21, Therefore of these men who have accompanied us all the time, that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John, to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed to Joseph, called Bar-Sabbas, who was surnamed Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, you know the hearts of all. Show which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship, from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. And then after that, we come to the day of of Pentecost. So we receive the qualification here in this chapter, this first chapter of Acts. The qualification for replacement of Judas to bring the number back to 12 was that the man had to be with them the whole time the Lord Jesus went in and out, among them so from the start of the baptism because you have the apostles but you have many disciples right learners but only the 12 apostles so of the other disciples someone that would be with them from the start of the ministry the baptism of john to the ascension seeing jesus return up uh and so that with the purpose that they could be a witness of the resurrection that was a criteria For this level of meaning of the word apostle, we'll see there's different levels of meaning of the word. Someone who would have been with Jesus, remember from Mark chapter 3, with Jesus, right? Preaching the gospel, healing the sick, and casting out unclean spirits. This is the meaning of apostle in the original sense of the word. And they had not yet received the power of the Holy Spirit in its fullness on Pentecost. So they select two, and they were clearly given guidance by the Lord. Both these men, Joseph, surname, Justice, called Barsabbas, which means son of the Sabbath, and Matthias, both were clearly qualified. Either one would have been able to fulfill the job. They're not just throwing lots and saying, well, pick anybody. They narrow it down. They get it the best they can based upon the teaching of the Lord, to these two men. And then they say, Lord, now you you show us. We leave it up to you. And that's when they cast the lots. And remember, they don't have the gifts yet of the Holy Spirit, where they might have received maybe word of knowledge to know which of the two would have been the correct one. But it seems very important that another take his office to replenish the apostleship, to bring the number back up to 12. And The qualifications are very clear. Someone that had been there the whole time, had seen the baptism, had seen the resurrection, had seen the ascension. And I believe we'll see as we go on in the study of the apostles over the next few weeks that the scriptures describe different levels of this office, different levels of this designation apostle. The highest, the highest clearly being these specific original 12, or 11, now with Matthias, who saw the Lord, were there for the whole ministry, specially called by him. When he walked the earth, they were with him, and they could testify to the resurrection. And then we'll see that it's not limited just to these 12. We're going to see that others are called apostles or sent out ones also. You'll have Paul. You'll have James, the Lord's brother, who clearly was not with them. He he didn't believe in Jesus when Jesus was ministering. But he saw the risen Lord, we're told. And Paul saw the risen Lord. And there are others. When Paul speaks about those in 1 Corinthians seeing the resurrection, he talks about the 12, and then he says that later on, James and all the apostles, as though there are other apostles besides the original 12. And you'll see apostles that were eyewitnesses to Jesus, but not the original twelve. You're called to go out and witness. And you have people called apostles like Barnabas, and Silas, and Andronicus and Junia. Now, Andronicus and Junia, Paul tells us in Romans chapter 16 verse 7 that they were in the Lord before him. They're his kinsmen, his countrymen. Barnabas is there after Pentecost. Um, He's giving to the church. That's why Ananias and Sapphira are trying to copy him in his offerings to the church. But we're not sure if Barnabas, who's from Cyprus, was originally one of the ones that walked with Jesus or if he was one that came from the day of Pentecost and all those from the different nations, including Cyprus, heard the apostles and were saved, in which case he would not be an eyewitness to the resurrection, right? But he's called an apostle. In Acts chapter 14, verse 14, we're not told the time of his conversion, like Silas. Silas was a prominent man in the Jerusalem church, but we're not told if he was converted pre- or post-Pentecost. So we're not sure if all those designated apostles actually saw, but clearly they go beyond the original 12, and most of these we know in the case of Paul, Paul did not walk with Jesus He was not there from the time of John's baptism to the ascension, and yet he is clearly designated over and over an apostle. So he saw the risen Lord, but he doesn't meet the criteria we just read in Acts chapter 1. So we have here a second level of meaning to the word apostle, to the office of the apostle. And then we'll see that as you go on from there, you have um, Epaphroditus, who in Philippians... Paul says, in some of your translations, it'll say messenger, but the exact word is apostle. You are an apostle of the church at Philippi. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 6, Paul implies, he writes a letter with Silas and Timothy, all three of them, and he calls them apostles, in which case the implication is that Timothy advances from evangelist also to the position of apostle. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 23, you have the special brethren that each church will send, the Gentile churches will send, to Judea with the collection for the Judean saints. And Paul calls them apostles of the churches. And in the same verse, he calls Titus his partner and fellow worker. And we're seeing something else here as we move ahead, as we go ahead of the first generation of eyewitnesses, are we now seeing an important office of the Church needed to carry out the work of the apostles? They were not on-the-spot eyewitnesses, but they are eyewitnesses of the resurrection power of Jesus, through the confirmation work and the touch of the Holy Spirit, having experienced the risen Lord, like Timothy and Titus, and these others sent out by the Gentile churches, Commission representatives, messengers manifesting extraordinary spiritual leadership, establishing churches according to the pure apostolic teaching. I believe so. I believe you have this third level that goes beyond the twelve, that goes beyond those who were eyewitnesses, who were apostles. We know other apostles beside the twelve. Those that would fulfill What we're being taught in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that God has placed first in the church, apostles. There are gifts and offices of the Holy Spirit that did not end when the 12 apostles died, but rather they would have a ministry to bring out their work to the nations. So three levels of the word apostles, all with divine call and by divine choice. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we pray that you would help us, Father, to understand how the church should be arranged, that we would have revelation knowledge, Lord, that your scriptures would be open to our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Greg, the early church seemed to know the will of God so clearly,
1: didn't they? They did. They were so close to the teaching of the Lord and his apostles. And they were so anointed by the Holy Spirit that they could discern the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for their lives.
0: That's an important point you make in your book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. Not everything that happens around us is God's good and pleasing will. That's
1: right. That's why the Lord taught us to pray, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Much of what occurs in this dark world is not the heart's desire of God. It is not his positional will. He allows it for a reason, so that we can have free will.
0: What he allows is his conditional will. Jesus said not a sparrow falls to the ground apart from your Father's will. Exactly. But just because he
1: allows it does not mean he wants it. In this realm, we see all the free will choices of humans and angels and demons, which God permits for a time. More often than not, these choices people make are outside the positional or pleasing will of the Father. But there is power when believers understand God's heart, and when we agree with Him in prayer for that perfect will of His to be done on earth in our lives and the lives of our loved ones. There are great promises in the Scriptures
0: when we do. You talk a lot about how we can know that perfect will in the book, and I believe it would make a wonderful and thoughtful gift this Christmas for someone who is struggling with the pressures around them and who needs to know the love and power that are in Jesus. So let me give the name of the book again. It is The Nature and Power of Prayer by Pastor Greg Skalso, and it is available on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, and can be requested from booksellers everywhere. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.